0: Hi, and welcome back to the Career Launch System, brought to you by Air Reinhardt Bay Realtors. Today, I'm here with broker owner Badger Beal, and I'm going to go ahead and call this an addendum to our last podcast.
1: Cool. Good idea.
0: So in our last podcast, we talked about transformations and transforming lives through real estate and the environment that we provide here. And today, I, we, you know we got done recording that, and then we kind of just were like, well, what does this have to do with real estate? So so Badger, what does that conversation have to do with real estate?
1: From an agent standpoint, everything, I think, and then it bleeds over into our relationships with our clients, buyers and sellers, because they're going through heavy emotional stuff typically when they're buying a house or selling a house. It's, you know, we touched on this again in a prior podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, People call us up because, or they're buying and selling typically because they're going through some big change in their life, right? They're moving obviously for one, or death of a loved one, a divorce, career change, or like two, three or all the above sometimes. And so it's logical real estate transaction, but oftentimes, especially on the residential side, it's highly emotionally driven. And people, buyers and sellers and human beings, I think, myself included, we think it's a money thing and it's really not. It's a letting go thing. It's an it's an emotional thing to get on to the next stage of your life or, or their lives. And sometimes that's really challenging and hard to wrap their brain around, but more importantly, wrap their hearts around because there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And so... The transformational conversation goes to us as agents becoming more whole so we can better handle these situations in our own personal lives and see them in our own personal lives, but then also take that knowledge and wisdom and awareness into a real estate transaction and be able to identify that with When you're first building your business and to enhancing relationships through to just retailing business, which is basically you've built this really nice book of business with human connection. And those, you just foster that. You're in the flow with that. And business just gets easier and easier and easier because you have these people that are raving fans and they love you and you love them. And so, Without going, getting too esoteric about it, I probably would. I probably will before we're done here, but it directly goes into the qual- our quality of life with our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with our loved ones, significant others, families, and then that goes into everything we do. So I view it as the big game changer for our company because without that awareness, And without us being kind of minimizing chaos, it's hard to go and do this business and connect with ourselves and anybody else. I get that. We've been doing a lot of talk with small group sessions, we call them here in the office, and with a a big handful of new agents. And some more experienced agents, re-looking at the structure of building a career in real estate. And it starts with the five businesses of real estate, which are they're multifaceted and they're they're all different. And, and that's for sale by owners, expired listings, open houses, floor time, and then sphere of influence. And sphere of influence is really this huge other conversation. But those things, in order to grow your business, there's prospecting. You need to prospect for new clients and relationships, and that starts with at some level. You work in those businesses, and you have to, uh, at some level, build some relationship. Yeah. And so, so that relationship goes to what we call a face-to-face appointment. And I don't know who coined that term, but I first heard it, oh, probably with Dr. Fred Gross or Bob Boland, but I think I heard it way back when I first got started in 1987 when I a Coldwell Banker office. So you need a face-to-face appointment. You need to be with somebody. It's really hard to sell real estate if you don't meet with people. I mean, it happens, but you can't bank on that. And so it's relationship driven. And, you know, our saying is real estate's people business and our right. strength is our people. And we truly believe in that. You have to get to the face-to-face appointments. So it's all about building those relationships and. Unfortunately, it starts with our relationship with ourselves. Exactly. Why is the whole thing transformational? I think leading the other end of that is our sellers are going and buyers are going through transformations, right? Mm A first-time homebuyer, wow, that's a hugely transformative step. Some of them been dreaming about that since they were a little boy or a little girl. I wanted the house with a white picket fence and, and the basement wall caving in and <laughs> stuff like that. And so these are big, big things, and it's helping people realize dreams, and, and those dreams are transformations.
0: Right.
1: And, or sometimes it's eliminating pain, and that's also a transformation.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think sometimes you have to hone in and and kind of rein in how you respond to something. So because your clients are going to play off that. If there's a hiccup in the transaction and you view it as the sky falling, your clients are going to view it as the sky falling most of the time because it's how you're portraying it. If it comes into, nope, I've gone through this before. This is how we deal with it. All of a sudden, there's this level of confidence and the client has the confidence and now the sky isn't falling even though. Right. It might be the case, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And part of that confidence comes from, I think, what we had briefly talked about before we went live is shadow issues and getting energized out of situations. Uh, So something, how we kind of left close to how we left off the last podcast was getting energized out of something that may happen. How some one person might be really upset about it and then three or four other people... You know, oh, that that's not a big deal yeah. whatsoever. And part of this transformational process is a big piece of it, which takes a lot of courage. Is what's called shadow issues. And I think Carl Jung coined the phrase. You know, psychologist, psychiatrist. I think back in the early part of the 20th century, in the, you know like 1920s and 30s, or earlier, and of our shadow personalities. And they're basically parts of ourselves that we've repressed, suppressed, and we buried, and they come out at the most unfortunate times. And and we suppress those, and then we project those onto other people, and and we can become highly reactive. Mm -hmm. And when we come to grips with those shadow issues, fewer things bother us. And that's where the safe environment really Mm -hmm. helps to start even having those conversations, because it takes a safe environment to have that conversation, and it takes a point of awareness, I don't wanna say desperation, but of pain, Mm -hmm. to be aware of those issues, to address them, so you're not polarized at everything. And a big one that we see, and there's four primary ones, I can't remember one of them, but it's one is anger, the other one is abandonment, and the other one is shame. And sometimes they're all intertwined there. Right. And I can't remember what the fourth one is, but it's amazing how we all have this stuff. I mean, everybody has levels of this. Mm-hmm. They're all just different. Exactly. And they're not like tragic. They they can be tragic, like big issues. And they can be these really simple, silly things that are, make no sense, but man, they're hugely impactful in your life. Yeah. And if we can come to grips with these as individuals, then... Lots of things can be a lot better. And then other people don't trigger us, you know, agents, customers, (laughs) loved ones, uh, all that. And so, which helps us better galvanize relationships, which is what this business is.
0: That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, real estate is definitely a relationship relationship you know, type of business. So the better you are at fostering relationships, the better you're going to be or more successful you're going to be in this industry. So I do think that all these conversations are all important and play a part of one another.
1: Yeah. And a good way to identify a shadow issue and one way is to make a list of like one, two, three things that really upset you, like like piss you off. And so like the hair in the back of your neck stands up and you just, just to think about it puts you in this, I don't want to say fit of rage, but really has an emotional impact. Uh, It gives you energy, negative energy, right? One, two, three of them down. And so, okay, that's great. You get one, two, three of them down and then, all right, why does that upset you? So chances are you possess that. You are that way. So. You might have a person, and another way is to think about a person that really upsets you. I don't want to be in the same room with this person. They upset me. I can't handle it. Well, what about that person upsets you? What characteristics, traits does that person have that really upset you? Is it just because the way they walk? Is it because they're a liar, a cheater, a thief, whatever? Identify those, and then the theory is, this is where courage comes in and, and awareness. And the mirror is we possess those things in an unhealthy way. And I can give you lots of examples with myself, but I can give you examples of people in the company, of loved ones, and friends of mine that have this awareness. And it's like once you address these shadow issues life can start making huge shifts. So we talk about this in the company. It's not, <laughs> it's, got, it's got to be really, those conversations are really uh, careful. Right. And, and there's resources for it. And I, I guess we'll just put this out there, Kelly, yeah. so we can put this in the show notes maybe. The best layman's guide or explanation of the shadow and it, it's our psychological shadow, things we bury and hide. We don't want anybody to know about us. Is a book written by Debbie Ford. She passed away a few years ago, but it's called The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And there's lots of books on the shadow, but Debbie's is where I would start. And I had the good fortune of, I met one of my buddies. We flew out to Boston, met my buddy Rick Ferris from Mentor, Ohio at the time. I think Rick lives in Cleveland Heights now. He and I met in Boston and did a one-day workshop with Debbie Ford. It was really cool to get to meet her and and do that. And Dr. Fred Gross and his wife, Victoria, we did a lot of shadow work in that. And I I just have things I could share that huge transformations in people. I mean, huge, where they just life-changing on the spot because Dr. Fred really knew how to bring these out and manipulate them psychologically to make them go away, or they call inter- they call it integration. And so the other book is even just the first two chapters of the book and the preface and the introduction is Letting Go by David Hawkins. If you're curious about this, I would say start with Debbie Ford and then go to the David Hawkins book. And the David Hawkins stuff's a whole nother universe mm-hmm. of integration and belief structures and different things. But if this stuff that if you think like anger, if you can get your anger under control, physical symptoms go away in your body. And I personally have experienced this. I didn't think I had any anger. It's like, heck, man, I had lots of anger. It, and for me, it took the form of intensity. And, but I needed, candidly, a lot of that awareness came out of conversations right. with people close to me. And it wasn't, it was like one time, first time was a childhood friend 25 years ago, I said, I am not intense. (laughs) He called me intense. I go, I am not. (laughs) You were probably
0: intense when you said it, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, probably.
1: So, but anyhow, all those conversations and then the awareness. And and it's not like, hey, Badger, I have all my shadow issues handled because I definitely do not. But I'm thankful that I have the awareness and I'm chipping away at a few so that's good. But all that stuff goes, and then when we address them and have the awareness in ourselves, I can see them in other people in the company right. and in loved ones. And it's like, whoa. And now, and I can't really say anything about it because it's not safe. It's perceived as an attack, like we just talked about in the last podcast.
0: But you can change your actions or your attitude. Like, I feel like when you recognize a shadow issue in somebody else, you now understand how important it is and how that person views it. So now you kind of know where to tread lightly or, you know, I think, or at least just respect that person when you can be like, wow, well, they're always mad all the time. Now I understand why they're mad all the time. And now I give them a little bit more grace, you know, and oh yeah. In those issues because I get where it's coming from.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. And And they have to transform themselves. Right. But we can have the conversations globally in the company, and sometimes somebody will get something. And Kelly, you say, you know, you've told me, it's like, well, you said this years ago and it finally made sense or something like that. Yeah. And and if I would only listen to my own stuff, I'd be really, (laughs)
0: you know. No, yeah, I have said that. I mean, because I talked about, I was somebody, I think, back in the day who, took your intensity as sometimes an attack and it i mean and it was maybe partially in your intensity and how it was you know given or how it was spoken to me but then a lot of it was just in how i perceived it and i looked at it as an attack because why because it was something i was self-conscious about down underneath everything so i wanted to just you know wait no it's not me or do you know don't blame me or you know try to def- deflect it but then four or five years later it's like I have a light bulb goes off, and I'm like, "Oh, stupid badger!" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like he knew it, he saw it. But <laughs>
1: well, and this is a good way to maybe share a little bit more about my intensity. You can see how it affects a transaction. So, okay, so I had this intensity issue. I grew up in a intense house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it goes way back. So, anyhow, and I, when I was a young kid, I used to hate intense people. Well, so come to find out that, hey, I'm intense, but it it wasn't intensity. So once I started doing work on this, intensity, oh, that was intense. That was intense. No, it wasn't intensity. It was anger. Oh, it's not anger. It's rage. And once I identified that, I had lots of physical symptoms go away. And without going into too many details, blood pressure dropped. Conversationally, I softened up a lot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I never had allergies to poison ivy as a kid. I I never had poison ivy until I was in my mid-20s. When this intensity thing happened to me about five years ago, and my allergies went away. Poison ivy went away. It's just in some other physical symptoms, I don't care to share, but it was my body physically changed. Another one I had years ago, and I'm living it now because I talk about intimacy and creating safe spaces. A huge one I had years ago was with Dr. Fred around intimacy. And it wasn't like a sexual intimacy. It was just being close with somebody, having a connected conversation. And Fred walked me through, it was like simple talk about 30 seconds and I'm going, it's like somebody flushed a toilet and all this junk just came out of my body. My stress level went way down. And so this was with a one-on-one conference with Dr. Fred when I first started coaching with him. And then I went down to the lobby of the hotel where we were at and I had another conference, you know, friend waiting for me to go have a drink and have dinner or something. And I'll never forget it was Sue Lane. And Sue says, Badger, what's wrong with you? I go, what do you mean, Sue? I feel great. She goes, no, what is wrong with it? You you have physically changed. I'll never for the rest of my life forget Sue Lane saying that and how her face looked. She looked afraid. And then when I got home, my wife didn't know who I was. And she goes, who are you? My wife is crying in our kitchen. And we had, a. at the time, I think Bobby was like two years old or three maybe. And she's in tears. She doesn't know who I am. I said, this is who you married you know, I'm back. All these layers of crud just came off of me. And so Cliff Notes version, those are two examples of profound changes from shadow issues with me personally. And I've witnessed them and other people in workshops and in our company and friends. And it's so it's fascinating if you're interested in it. But so back to the anger and rage, I was going 100 miles an hour. I was intense on my appointments. I I can't imagine how I came across to all my old clients, and they still chose to do business with me. <laughs> Very fortunate person, because I know they saw that in me, and I had other clients mention to me, "Badger, slow down. You need a break."
0: Yeah, didn't somebody tell you waste five minutes with your clients?
1: Yeah, some of the best advice I ever had was Dick Reinhardt. Yeah, know, and it was I'll, I'll never forget it. And I, I've told Dick this several times. Is he told me, "Badger." We're having a conversation about something and he goes, Badger, waste five minutes with your clients. And I'm going, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and that was great. So I was pretty bad. But once I, when I came to grips with that, it relieved a lot of stress for me and my body changed. And then it allowed me to see other things that I could not see without getting that out of the way. Right. And it's not totally out of the way. I can still be really intense, darn it. But I don't live from that.
0: Right. It's less often. Yeah.
1: yeah I, it comes out more appropriately than inappropriately. So it's not like, hey, it's gone because intensity can be a very good trait. Right. Appropriately.
0: Right.
1: But now it's a lot more appropriate than it had been probably for 40 years
0: yeah, or more. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Kelly, I wanted to ask you, speaking of shadow issues and how this is important, this, was, uh, this wasn't meant to be a shadow episode. <laughs> and I told her that I didn't want to that, and end up there. But so you've known me for 11 years since mm-hmm. 2011. So have you seen that change?
0: Yes. In me? Yes.
1: And I'm not just asking you to like.
0: No, I mean, and candidly, I don't know if I've ever really said this to you out loud, but there was a point in time where I said I would never come back and work for you. I mean, and not that Badger's a bad boss, he's never been a bad employer. But I, like I said, back in the day, the intensity was intimidating to me and it poked at my issues and I didn't like that. And so I wanted to go somewhere where I felt safer. But then when we started having a conversation about me coming back this, what, 2020, I definitely saw a change. And you know, the more we met face-to-face and the more conversations we had about the role and what it was gonna entail, I definitely could see that you were a very different person. And I took a chance thinking that. And in three years, I feel the same. So,
1: well, thank you. But what's interesting is the reason I asked Kelly that is we've talked about this, right? Right. And for me, I like to hear it because I'm happy (laughs) about it. But also, part of the reason for these podcasts is for Kelly and I. And for people that are out there thinking about joining our company, to hear conversations that we're real human beings. right? And we're really working on this stuff. And we try to live it. And it's not perfect, but we're trying to grow.
0: When well, I had this thought earlier, and I wasn't sure I was going to say it, but I like the fact that we care about the environment. We're not a company. Anybody could build a company, ABC Realty, and go get and target the top agents in the area or go find bright young people to come in and whip them into master real estate agents and sell a ton of real estate and make a ton of money. And you could do that and you wouldn't even probably need a building. You could do it all remote. You wouldn't have to have any relationships with anybody. It could be cold and just whatever it is, but that's not what you want. The company you're building is really based on the team and having a safe environment, and having a nice office, and having collaboration, and these conversations so that not only do we have a team of awesome real estate agents, but we just have a team of awesome people.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what's really going on in the company is the, we have a critical mass here of really, like, really super great folks, and we are who we are, right? right? And we can't hide that. And if this conversation really is way weird for you and scares you, we're probably not a good fit. Right. <laughs> you know, this conversation doesn't happen every day. So. <laughs>
0: right.
1: However, what's behind it a lot is that, and part of it is giving people space and time to come to these issues when they're ready to come to these issues. Mm-hmm. And then we can have those conversations or point you in a direction to to discover more yeah. on your own at your own pace at your own level and in your own safe way. We got to get off this podcast but I want to share something real quick. I had a conversation with somebody in the office earlier this week and it was all around this. This person had some major dilemmas about life and family and business and all sorts of stuff. And the major block for him for not doing Building his magnificent life is one major shadow issue. And to his credit, he could hear. And it was a safe environment where I could approach it because I wouldn't approach it. Years ago, I would have approached it, <laughs> yeah. you know, like three years ago, maybe or four. But now it's like, how can I help you? Right. And okay, you sure? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Okay. And then we can have the conversation. Kindly and nicely, out of respect right. and dignity, and, and I approach. Hey, I'm I'm more whacked than anybody in the company, <laughs> you know? and so I've just worked through a lot of stuff, and I can see it in people. But I just gotta time's got to be right. And, right. And, and we left the conversation; it was great. And so you know, we'll check in in some time, but hopefully this right. person really can make some strides now.
0: Right,
1: and that's the stuff I love.
0: Right, yeah, and that's the importance of all of this and how it pertains to real estate.
1: Yeah. You can't do real <laughs> estate when you're
0: whacked. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the title <laughs> of our <laughs> podcast, Kelly, right there. Exactly. You can't do
1: real estate when you're whacked. We're going to delete
0: everything else. How does this pertain Put to real Put that estate? on the title. <laughs> right? You can't do real estate if you're whacked.
1: <laughs> Got a lot of whacked people.
0: So, all right. Well, if you're looking to do real estate and not be whacked, then <laughs> reach yeah. out to us on our website. It's arbay or I'm sorry, a- AR dot forward slash careers. That'll take you directly to the careers tab. There, you'll find links to our other podcast, some great videos that we have up, also contact information for Jim Badger and Melissa. We always say it always starts with a conversation, and all of our conversations are confidential. So, we hope you'll reach out and. Until you do, stay tuned for our next podcast and
1: don't be whacked.
0: Don't be whacked.